Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now in Masechet Shabbat Daf Kuf Hei Amud Aleph, about to begin our study of the very short Perak Shtoshasar, Rabbi Liezer HaOreg, or Perak HaOreg, which deals with, as you could tell, the uh, Malacha of Ariga, of weaving and things associated with weaving, and then we'll move uh, into uh, a discussion of Tzedah which we will leave for the second and final podcast, uh, and then that will actually carry over a little bit into the next parak. Rabbi Leezer Omer, HaOreg Shlosha Chutin Batchila, Ve'achat Al Harig Chayav. So Leezer is lenient when it comes to weaving and says you need to actually weave three strings in order to be Chayav, but that's only if you're starting out to weave. But if there's already a weave there and you only add one, you're Chayav. Chacham Omerim Ben Machlil and Masof Shirosh Nechutin. It's always two strings, two threads. Now, these are two different ways that you would have loops that you would set up to start the weave. Uh, if you set up two of these loops, whether on the cross bar, or on a sieve, or in a basket, the shear for stitching is two stitches, and for tearing, is tearing in order to tear to stitch two stitches. What's odd is that those shirim were already given back in Parak Zion, so we'll see why it's needed here. Yitzchak came from Eretz Yisrael with the following Mishnah Shtayim. His version was that Rabbi said that Yechayev for two, not three. Vanantan Shalosh, but we said three. So Lokasha, instead of saying it as a, dis- as a disagreement, we reconcile. Habi whether the threads are thick or thin. You could say it either way, meaning you could say it one way. If you have thick strings which are hard to keep them separate, once you've woven three, you don't take them apart. If you have two, so you take them apart. But two are finer, take more work to weave, and therefore, even if you have two, you don't take them apart. So therefore, two for two, the shear would be two. For the small ones, the shear would be two. From the high gears, you go the opposite direction. With little strings, three aren't even seen. Once you, uh, two aren't even seen. So you need three in order to be chayim. With the big ones, even two are seen. Okay, Tanya. Exactly, but no name here. They add the following, if it's at the hem, how much of a width you, you stitch to, um, you weave to, it is the, the width of three of those crosses. What's it like? Like weaving a small belt. Okay? Now, so that's stomach Rebbe Ezer. That Brita, the opening opinion, is clearly Rebbe Ezer. It left its satum, which means anonymous. We have another Brita. If you weave two on the on the hem, Rebbe Ezer Omer, even one, same as we had in the earlier Brayta. Point of this is that follows the Rabbanan that even if there's already a weave, you have to add two to be Chayav. Rabbi would say one. So two loops. 
Bekeros. Why Bekeros? What's Keros? Amarav Mitsuvita. I put the word in Greek there, but it's also some sort of a crossbar on which you loop the, the threads. Hatofesh Tetzfirot. As I mentioned the Mishnah, Hatadina Ba'avot Malachot. In, in the famous Mishnah in Parag Zayn Mishnah Bet, we already listed sewing as two stitches. So the Atofesh Tetzfirot. So the answer is Mishnah Gwaila Mitsay for Kramanat Liposh Tetzfirot. They mention it because they want to mention the next line, which is the shear for tearing out stitches is enough to tear out to stitch two. So Tanami Atofer. So that's why we mention Atofer. Akorea Nami Tanina Ravot Malachot. But that's also mentioned in that Mishnah. The answer is the Mishnah Gwaila Mitsayfa, meaning the next Mishnah we're going to come up to is Akorea Bachamatovi Amito. This was not mentioned earlier, which is if you tear in anger, or it's a sign of mourning. So therefore, In other words, they had to review in order to justify explaining which is thus, thus just there to create a context to discussing Korea for other reasons which are destructive. And we'll see that momentarily. So where do you have a scenario where you would tear something in order to uh to stitch to the answer is the algebraki stuff. You made a garment and it was puffed up like a like a pocket or like a pouch, you have to tear it out and restitch it and make it tighter. Okay, the next Mishnah, which we just referenced, turin. If you tear in anger, you tear out of mourning, or any destructive act is patur. Any destructive act you do is general rule. That is in order to construct, the shear is like its construction. And that's why, for instance, the shear of erasure is erasing enough to write two letters because the shear of writing is two letters. We have this earlier. The shear of bleaching and hackling and dyeing and spinning. All these things related to weaving. Which means the space between your forefinger and your middle finger double. Meaning, it's about the space between your forefinger and your thumb. What's the shear of weaving? It's either kimlohasit, which means half that shear, just from the forefinger to the middle finger, or it might mean double also. Okay, we'll see. Or minu. We have a statement that says that if you tear kriya in anger or because of mourning, uh, as in a Sunday morning of kriya, then you are chayav on Shabbat. Parenthetically, even though you're Machalal Shabbat, your Kriya is a valid Kriya for the dead. So, Lokasha had today, Alma. So the answer is very simply. If it's one of your relatives that you're mourning for, then you're Chayav, because that was a Kriya that was necessary, and in a sense it was constructive because it fulfilled a mitzvah. Meta Alma, you heard bad news about somebody getting killed who's not related to you, or somebody dying, then you're not Chayav because it's a voluntary act. But Vaham Meitoktani, but the Brita said Meito, which means, and Armishta said Meito, so both the cases are your relatives. So Leola Meitide, you're right. Meaning, you could have relatives that you don't have to be Tabo for, in laws and cousins, etc. So they're Meito, people you might have to be involved in bearing, but they're not people you have to take for. But by the way, if this relative is a Chacham, even though he's not directly one of the seven relatives, you still have to care to your Kriya. When a Chacham dies, everyone's his relative. That's a strange idea. Everybody is like his relative. Meaning, everybody has to take Kriya for him. 
Everybody has to take their shoes off. Everybody eats that meal together in the plaza that's brought by others. So, good. So, we could be talking here about a relative who's not a directly a seven, or one of the seven. He's not a chacham. But if he was just an upright guy, a very uh, powerful statement. Why do a man's children die when they're young? So that you should mourn for a good person. We're taking a pledge from him. We're taking his child away, so he should he should mourn. It's a punishment for not properly mourning an Adam Kasher. If you weep when a good person died, you get forgiveness. Because you showed him kavod, you get forgiveness. So therefore, this relative hey, can't be one of the seven relatives. He has to be your relative, otherwise not meto. Can't be a chacham, can't be an adam kasher. So lo tzrichad lo adam kasher. Okay. Parenthetically, even if he's none of those things, but you're standing there when he dies, chiyuv michayv after kriya. This well-known halacha many doctors are familiar with. Tanur v'shimon alazomer made al made b'shat yitziat neshama. If you stand over someone who, at the moment they die, chayav likrola. It's like watching a sefer Torah burn up, and you have to kriya. So let's say hello, Kabbishat, you see that in the Shema. Good. So we could explain our Mishnah as being a case where it's Meto in the sense that it's a member of his extended family, but not one of the seven. He's not a Chacham, not an Adam Kasher, and you weren't there when he died. So the Kriya was just simply an act of uh, voluntary uh, mourning. Okay, Tenach Meto. So that solved the contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brayta about Meto. We have another contradiction, because, which is tearing in anger. We can resolve that one too. It's very simple. Rabbi Huda would say, you're tearing uh, not because you want this thing torn, but because you're angry, and therefore you're still chayiv. Rabbi Shimon said, you're pater. But how Rabbi Yudam, Rabbi Shimon, but that doesn't work because even a shemel Rabbi Yudam metakeh. Rabbi Yudam only says Baruch Hashem tzrichel guvachayav aleha when you're fixing something. He doesn't say it when you destroy something. I'm Rabbi Yavin. I'm not metakeh. Who Rabbi Yavin says you're also fixing something. What's that? You're getting out your anger and you're giving a little nachat ruach to yitzharah. Now, this is a parenthetic statement. It doesn't affect the Hilchot Shabbat component, which is, since when are you allowed ethically, on a personal level, to behave that way and sort of feed your Yitzhahara? So this goes back to Somebody tears his clothes in anger. Breaks dishes in anger. He's angry. Throws money out. He should be look at you. Should look at him like a, like an idol worshiper. Anger is like idolatry. That's why the Yitzhar does it. Yitzhar gets you first to do this and then to do that until he gets you to do the worst thing. In other words, anger is the beginning of that road to perdition. So, uh, that, again, does not affect our read, and we still say that it is Rabbi Yehuda in the Brayta who say you're Chayav, and Rishim and Mishnah who say you're Patur. But on an ethical level, this is wrong. Rabbi Yavin, Maikra, Lo Yevacha El Zar, Lo Tishtachavel Enechar. 
What does lo yevcha el zar mean? The pasuk in Tehillim. You should not have a foreign god inside of you. What's that mean? Ezu el zar sheish begufo shel adam. What's that? If everybody says yitzara, that's your yitzara. Should try to get rid of it. Don't appease it. <coughs> so we find a way to have this fellow uh, be tearing clothes in anger. And nonetheless, he's not feeding his Yetzirah. What's that? He acts as if it's angry in order to put some fear into the members of his family, so they shouldn't act in a bad way. Uh, so different Amorim would do different things, throw things at people and break dishes, stuff like that. Did not do it really because they were angry, but to make their family realize that what they had just done was really a bad thing, and anger was the appropriate response. Continuing on in this theme, Amor Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, Amor Rabbi Shimon Levi, Yishim Kasher. Going back to what we said about mourning for a good person. If you cry and you have tears for a good person, God Himself counts them when He comes out, puts them in His treasure. So, Safarta, you count. Sima Dimati, put my tears in your node, in your, in your flask. They're reading it as you count them. Let's say there's a Chacham who dies, and you're not very energetic about his eulogy. You should be very alive. Yoshua was married north of Har Gash, which could be made of a volcano. Meaning that his burial, the mountain wanted to kill them. Because they didn't properly eulogize him. Somebody who is lazy about the Hesped of Chacham, the head of a sorrow that Yoshua Minun was not properly eulogized, himself doesn't live long. And that's poetic justice. That's a famous line used throughout the beginning of the Masachat Sota that, uh, that you send it out in its own Midah. The beginning of Shoftim testifies at the end of Yoshua also, parallel Pasuk, that people were loyal, the whole nation was loyal to God as long as Yoshua was alive and as long as all the elders who outlived Yoshua were alive. Which means all those people lived a long time after Yoshua, even though according to this they had been uh, negligent in his hespate. His answer to them was, you Babylonians, they had a few days extra, but not years extra. In other words, he's taking Yamim literally. So you're going to interpret it literally also at the end of Hayam Shemoah, that the days of your children should be long, days but not years? So the answer is Bracha Shani. That's a Bracha. That, this, this is narrative. That's a Bracha. Bracha, of course, we will interpret charitably. Say is one of the brothers. There's a, a couple brothers. One of the brothers dies. All the brothers should be concerned that their name may be up, their time may be up. If you have a chabura of chachamim or of friends who dies, they should all be concerned. I'm allowed to mate gadol. I'm allowed to mate katan. Some people say that this is only true if. Um, if the uh, the eldest died, because like Rashi points out, you see Midat Adin went after the head. 
And uh, the other possibility is Dafka if the youngest died, because uh, for for punishment we always start at the bottom, as it were. Okay, back to the Mishnah. Kolam Akalim Turin. Tell Rabbi Avraham, come in, Rabbi Yochanan. Kolam Akalim Turin. He says, anytime you do damage, your patur, meaning a damaging act, is not chayav for Shabbat, except for chovel and mavir, meaning when you cause a wound in somebody or an animal, and burning. So take your mishnah outside, chovel and mavir in a mishnah, it doesn't belong there. If you think it is, chovel, but sarich lekabo. That would only be if you were chovel, but you needed the blood uh, for your dog. Mavir, but Sarek Lafaro, you're burning and you needed the ashes. That's when you're chayim. I, Ratnan, call him a kakalim turin. We said all the kakalim patur. Manitin Rabbi Yehuda, our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Brighta Rabbi Shimon. Well, let's see what that's about. My time, Rabbi Shimon, why does Rabbi Shimon say that Chovel Mavir, you're only chayav when you have those needs? Because the Torah had to go out of its way to be matir. Milan Shabbat. We'll see that in a couple of prakim. Uvayom Ashmini, Abiyom Afilu B'Shabbat. Hachorabam Achayav. So any other chovel you're chayav for. But Asrachman Avara, Garat Kohen, the Torah forbade in Shmot Lamed Hey, the Beitin executing with Srefa on Shabbat. Shmamina, Mavir Baal Machayav tells you that Mavir is normally chayav. And Rabbi Yudas says, Hatam Matakinhu. Rabbi Yudah would say, both those things are a tikkun. Mila is not a kilkul, it's a tikkun. And burning somebody who needs to be burned is a proper tikkun of uh, the society, it needs to go. Okay, Shiram Laben, we said that the distance is Kirocha uh, Vasitz. Rabbi Yosef Kaful, he showed double, meaning double between the forefinger and the middle finger. He showed it simple, meaning from the thumb to the forefinger, which is double the original shiur. Okay, we'll pick it up in the uh, next Mishnah, in the next podcast, and look into the issue of Tzad, which will take us to the end of the parak. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.